Welcome to the Drive Deeper Podcast, where we gather together on your morning commute to dive deeper into the scripture and give you a word to meditate on the rest of the day so that you can walk closely with the Lord during your busy week. Today we're going to be looking at Mark chapter 6. Now in Mark chapter 6, we see Jesus send out the 12 apostles on mission two by two to go and reach the different areas to which he's going to go before he travels there. He gives them authority over the unclean spirits and to heal. And it's an incredible opportunity for the disciples to walk out in faith and see if they can put into practice what they have been learning from the master. But as they do this, Jesus wants to instill in them a sort of reliance upon the provision of God that is unshakable no matter what circumstance they are in. Now, at the end of the chapter, this reliance is tested when Jesus calls them to feed the 5,000 without provision for them. So, What I think we're going to learn from this passage today is that when we come to God in faith, he multiplies what we have and gives us what we need. When we come to him in faith, God multiplies what we have and gives to us what we need. Now, I don't mean this in a way of the prosperity gospel. I'm talking about when God calls you to do something. And it seems like you don't have what it takes. You don't have enough knowledge. You don't have enough resources. You don't have enough experience. You don't have enough time. You don't have enough energy that when you step out in faith and say, God, I'm going to give to you what you have given me to use. God is going to meet us in our weakness and give to us what we need in order to accomplish what he's called us to. This is the Gideon principle. How much more glorified is God going to be when he defeats a massive army with 300 men in comparison to 10,000 men? It shows that only God could do this through them. The same is true in our lives. When we come to a situation that God has prepared for us to walk in and we don't have the capacity on our own and we have to say, Lord, I'm going to come to it with what I have and I'm trusting by faith that you are going to provide the rest that I need. Oh man, is God glorified by that because it shows that we're trusting in his power, in his strength, in his provision and not in ourselves. So when Jesus sends the 12 apostles out on mission two by two, he does not allow them to bring anything but a staff, no money, no bread, no bag, nothing. You have to rely completely on God that you're going to be able to survive this trip. But. If they have heard what Jesus taught on the Sermon on the Mount, 
We're to seek first the kingdom of God. And if God calls us to this higher purpose, which is seeking the kingdom, he's going to give us what is needed for us to fulfill those tasks. So God is going to take care of our physical needs, our food, our clothing, our shelter, our water, because those things are needed in order to accomplish the greater purpose for which he has prepared us. So he sends the apostles out and says, you're going to go do what I've been doing. You're going to cast out demons. You're going to heal the sick. You're going to preach the gospel and call people to repentance. But you are not going to take with you what is necessary to survive. You're going to see God provide for you. You're going to see that he is going to take care of you. You are going to see that he's not going to let you go hungry while you are ministering for him out on mission. So the apostles come back after this. All of them survive, right? None of them starve to death. They see that God provides for them. Now, we don't know if he provided lavish feasts every night, if he provided them the most incredible, luxurious places to stay, but that's not important. And that shouldn't be what we're concerned about either. God doesn't promise the luxurious life, but he promises to take care of you so that you can accomplish the purposes that he has for you. Okay, so the apostles see that God is worthy of their trust and he is able to provide for them when they have no means to do so for themselves. Now, when they return, Jesus says, you know what? You guys have been working hard. We're going to go to the other side of the sea to a desolate place and we're going to take some time to rest. And as they go... Many people from the surrounding town see that they're heading that direction and run by foot around the northern side of the Sea of Galilee to meet them where they're going, and they actually beat them there. So that when Jesus and the apostles get to shore, they get out of the boat, and there's another massive crowd of people waiting for them. And Jesus has compassion on these people because it says that he saw that they were like sheep without a shepherd. They had no leader. So what does he do? He teaches them. All day long, he pours out his heart to these people because he is the good shepherd. He is the one that God has provided for his people who, like Jeremiah 3.15 says, feeds them with wisdom and understanding. He is a shepherd after God's own heart. And at the end of the night, all of these people are hungry. And so what do his apostles do? They come to Jesus and they say, hey, Jesus, it's been a great day of ministry. This is wonderful. But hey, you know, it's getting late. This is a desolate place. They're going to have a long walk to get to any of the surrounding cities. Why don't we let them go now so that all of them can go and get some food and find a place to stay? And Jesus says, well, why don't you feed them? Now, this is where Jesus puts their trust in God's ability to provide far beyond what they could even imagine to the test. He puts their trust in God's provision to the test. So he says, why don't you feed them? 
Immediately, they look to what would be necessary in order to provide for the people by their own resources and means. They say it would take 200 denarii to get bread for all of these people, Jesus. We don't have that kind of money. How do you expect that we're going to do this? Now, again, think back to the mission that they were just on days ago. They go out with no money and no bread, and the Lord provides for them every step of the way. So now they have no bread, and they don't have money to get the bread. What are they going to do? Well, their solution is send the people to go get it themselves. But Jesus says, let's put what you have learned into practice. Do you trust that God can provide even now? And so he sends them out and says, How many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they found out, they said five loaves and two fish. Now, by the end of this passage, we're going to see that this great crowd has over 5,000 men in it. And we don't know how many women or children are there. So there are thousands of people with five loaves and two fish to feed them all. And Jesus says, this will do. This is what we have, and I trust in the Lord as the provider, so I have faith that he will multiply what we have to give us what we need for these people. So Jesus, by faith, commanded them all to sit down in groups on the green grass, and they sat down, and taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven, said a blessing, broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples to set before the people. And he divided the two fish among them all. And verse 42 says this, and they all ate and were satisfied. And they took up 12 baskets full of broken pieces and of the fish. And those who ate the loaves were 5,000 men. I mean, this is just incredible to see this sort of provision given by God to these people who had nothing. Now, it would be easy to look back at this and say, this is a one-time incredible miracle of Jesus that is irrepeatable in my life. You know what? And maybe you'll never have to do this exact thing that Jesus did. Maybe you'll never have the opportunity to preach to 5,000 plus people who forgot to bring lunches and have to take a couple loaves from Panera Bread to multiply and feed all of these people supernaturally. But I tell you what, the principle that we learn from this passage is something that we need to cling to every single day. You might wake up today and not feel like you have enough energy to complete your work day. Are you going to muster up the energy to do it yourself? Or are you going to, in faith, come to God and say, this is what I have today, Lord. I have nothing more, but I need you to meet me and multiply what I have and give me what I need to honor you and to do a good job so that your name can be glorified. Is this the faith we have? Is this the perspective we have to look at what we currently have in our own hands and be okay to admit that we are weak, that we don't have enough, that we're not strong enough, that we're not able. And instead of getting downcast and and anxious and worried about how we can ever complete what God is putting in front of us, 
looking at what we have, realizing it's not enough, and therefore looking to God to provide the rest by multiplying what we have. We need to have this sort of reliance upon the Lord. James says that there are two major things that hinder our prayers from being answered. One is that we're not praying at all because we're self-reliant. We don't even ask God to provide what is needed because we think we're okay on our own. And the second thing is that we're selfish. So we pray, we ask God to provide something, and he doesn't because we ask out of our own selfish motives so that we can indulge our own passions and desires, not because we want him to give it to us for God-honoring, people-loving, and serving reasons. So let's look at our own prayer life. Let's look at our own reliance upon the Lord today and shift if we need to get back to the right path and cast our eyes upon him who is able to provide exceedingly beyond what we could ever ask or think.